Welcome back to the Mulut Takde Lesson Podcast. This is Jen and with me here is a prodigy from the band of Prodigium, Mr. <laughs> Harish. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Harish plays uh, the guitar for a local Malaysian yeah. instrumental prog band. I will be linking their band's page, their necessary links, part of this podcast. So you guys can check them out later. Today we'll be talking about Master of Puppets, which is the third album of the pioneers of heavy metal, which are Metallica. So Harish, is there anything you like or you don't like about the album? Uh, hey Jen, I uh, hope you're well. Thanks for having me on. Um, I think uh, this album is an absolute classic, of course. I think you ask any metalhead, um, you know, mm-hmm. what would they feel about this album and this, this is... This is they'll probably say the exact same thing. This is probably on the top of every top metal album list of all time. So it's perfect in every way as well. Like you know, it's so in your face. It's so you know, it, it doesn't. It's so riveting, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you for me, you cannot remove anything out of this album. Like you can't even remove like a second because it's that perfect. Oh. Like every everything else would would you would just ruin the album if you, if anyone did that. Alright, is there yeah. is there any like um very particular track? Because I remember during one of Prodigy's uh, latest live stream, you mentioned there's uh, one of the first song you learned on guitar was from Metallica. Is this was that song in this album? Actually, no, it's not. Uh, the first song I learned was uh, "Fate Black," which is on "Ride the Lightning." That was the album that came out before this. Okay. Uh, but my favorite track is is hard because each track has its own uh, sort of you know best part about it right battery battery is the, the greatest i think openers ever right it's insane well master pop is i probably heard like three billion times you know in my entire life because it's it's a great it's a classic song right. but if i had to pick one it'll probably be disposable heroes because it's that that for me that song just defines everything that is great about uh thrash metal and also because it's a really hard song to play uh on the guitar <laughs> it's got a great solo it's catchy as well like that that song will get will be stuck in your head, mm. but it's so heavy, dude. It's so good. Mm. What's your favorite song, man? My favorite was um, the fourth track, which is "Welcome Home Sanitarium." I love the intro and the lyrics, and besides that, I would say the second track, which is a very prominent track, which is also the name of the album, "Master of Puppets." For the guitar solo, it's just so iconic. Uh, listening to it being played live is one of my favorite things to look forward. To. Lastly. Well, this this of course the entire album. There's just so much great songs, but it's also tough for me to pick, right? So I'm just trying to nitpick what I like. <laughs> but I would love. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. in love with the entire album. So I would say Orion. I actually watch a local band play live, <laughs> which oh, is yeah. your band, Pretty Jim. And yeah, uh, <laughs> we, we did that song live uh, for our last gig um, uh-huh. before the lockdown. Yeah, that was a that was actually an interesting experience playing that song live because. While it is easy, uh-huh. uh, it's one of the songs that it is. I think it's a challenge when you're when you're playing it in a in a band setting. Mm-hmm. Like on on you know on your own, the song is is not very difficult to play. But it's when you're playing together because there's all these weird changes and stuff. So you it kind of cha- it challenges the chemistry within the band. And I'm glad we did that song because it kind of pushed us to be more much more tighter as a band actually. So yeah, it's, uh... it's a great song. That bass solo is insane too. So right, would you recommend the song to anyone? I of mean, uh, not the song. Sorry, the album, the entire album. 
course, man. Like this, this album is like I think I think if anyone asks, oh, um, you know what what you know I've never listened to metal before. Like what metal album should I listen to? This would be the one I I pass to them because it just. I mean, everything you need, right? Everything you need in a metal album is here. It's got its really fast, you know, thrashy bits. It's got its part, you know, parts of the album where it slows down, like you know, Lecker Messiah, and it's really heavy. Mm-hmm. And it's got that really, you know, softer edge to it in a song like you know, Welcome in Sanitarium. It's got, you know, that actually well, talking about Welcome in Sanitarium. I remember when I was, uh, I must have been like twelve oh. when I first heard that song. Cool. And I remember like that song actually like scaring me uh-huh. as like a, as like. A, 12 year old like I was scared when I heard that song I was like dude the song's like creepy you know it's like <laughs> he's talking about you know being stuck in the sanitary in like a sanitarium you know that that kind of like that kind of thing stays with you right because I had never heard you know okay, music you know you hear music all your life but you never like get scared from it you know oh like, it puts a little bit of fear in you kind of thing eh yeah dude like Whoa. you know <laughs> echo of the guitar and the uh-huh. this I think that's why you know this album was such a big like stepping stone for me because mm-hmm. You know, I've never heard anything like it before, and it was a trendsetter. Was, you know, at the time there was nothing like it, mm-hmm. and it is one of those quintessential metal albums. So if anyone asks, "Oh, I haven't listened to metal before. Like, what should I listen to?" This would be that album I reach to. Uh, and like, give it yeah. to. Them. I'll have to agree yeah. with you, man. Um, there's so many metal bands that were influenced by this particular album, the band itself. I would say the album sort of laid a lot of groundwork, a lot of what do you call it, foundations, and really established a blueprint. For a lot of metal bands that we listen to today, besides Metallica, the more modern ones are a lot influenced by them too. Moving on, let's dive deeper into the album. So, from what I know, this is the last album before Cliff Burton got the whole accident and passed away. Yeah, so I don't know if I read it correctly, but I was told that Burton made a bet with Hammett. And they switched places or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, this story. Yeah, it was something to do with they were playing cards. Oh no, uh-huh. one of them wanted to sleep in a certain position in the bus, if I remember correctly. This is how the story went. Mm-hmm. And then to decide who would get that 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 place in the bus, because apparently it's one of the best places to sleep in, most comfortable place. Right. They they made a bet or they played cards. Car is lost. It was because. Uh, he slept there when the bus crashed. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the bus and you know, landed on him, and unfortunately he passed away. But yeah, it was one of those things, you know. If it wasn't, to, you know. Right. And, uh, so this is also the album after that Mustaine left. Yeah, I mean, th- this is a, their third album. I mean, Dave Mustaine uh-huh. has never recorded Metallica, but this was the first time where the songs were not written by Dave Mustaine because previously. They had used some some of the riffs that Dave Mustaine had wrote, and actually, if you go and listen to some of Megadeth's early works, you'll hear a lot of the same riffs, but you know, being retooled into other areas. But this was the first album where it was completely written by James and Kirk and Lars and Cliff. So right. yeah. So you know, being a musician, sometimes you, if you're going to record tracks professionally. You would want to look into like which person to produce your album, which studio you would like to get the recording down. So uh, maybe you could elaborate a little bit about where was it recorded and who they recorded it with. Yeah, so this album I have here was recorded in Sweet Silence Studios in Denmark, of mm-hmm. all places. Uh, you think they recorded in you know the U.S. where they are, but mm-hmm. they recorded it with a man named Fleming Rasmussen, who has done you know many albums uh, other mm-hmm. than Cypress Hill, including uh, Injustice for All. 
uh-huh. uh, which is you know the album after this, and you know the controversial uh, no bass in that album. Um, you know there there are stories behind that, but you know we won't get into it. But yeah, this was recorded in Denmark, mm-hmm. uh, which is also where Lars Ulrich is from, if I'm not mistaken. And interestingly, when they were getting ready to uh, put the album together, uh, mm-hmm. Lars Ulrich was in talks with uh, Geddy Lee yeah. from Rush oh. to his album, which right. is like. That's like insane to me because you, you always sort of think of like what if, right? Yeah, what, what if, if you know, dude? This, they would yeah. sound so different, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, but you always wonder. Like, I kind of want to know what that would sound like. I don't yeah. know if it would be as good, but you know, because Geddy Lee's you know sound is completely different to Metallica. But that's right. We all know what Geddy Lee is capable of. The guy yes, we know, man. So. <laughs> Rush is another of my favorite band, actually. Same, actually. I love Rush too. <laughs> Uh, rest in peace, Neil Peart. Oh yeah, he That's passed away not too long ago. All right, so um, I think we're almost done with the entire topic. We can't say that we covered every aspect of the album, and we could definitely expand, but it would take another episode or maybe <laughs> another two episodes to finish the entire story behind this whole album, right? After all, this this band itself already have been working for the past forty years, almost forty years, and yeah, yeah you to go through the time. whole catalog is is gonna be a while. So, uh, Harish, maybe we can talk about how we're dealing with the entire MCO, which is now like shit is rec- extended to the May twelfth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. how are you doing? How are you coping? Are you eating well? Are you sleeping well? I'm doing okay. I think I think you know. We're all kind of sitting at home, kind of bored, you know. Mm-hmm. We want to go out, we want to play at shows, we want to, you know, play music, and but, you know, we just got to sit at home. You know, I sit around nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, attend my classes, you know, do my right. assignments, and then, you know, go and play guitar for, like, the rest of the day. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess this is the best time to, like, sit and just practice like crazy and make sure everything is, you know, is as good as it can be with your instrument. You yeah, know? just so, polish up those magical notes, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, also like you know, I've been sitting around like working with the other guys in the band, like you know, to, you know, coming up with riffs and stuff, and we send them to each other on WhatsApp. You know, oh. I guess it's the closest we can get to jamming with each other. But you know, this is this is what we got to do, I guess. Does that mean? Uh, what what that, about you, dude? Um, I'm doing okay. Uh, just just before I, I talk about my part, uh, mm-hmm. when you're saying you're jamming, sort of sending each other parts. Does that mean you kind of you know send through WhatsApp and then they listen to it by uh like let's say bass lines because I'm picking up the bass right so mm-hmm. when you send it through WhatsApp instead of listening to the phone do you like listen it on it on the computer so you can listen it to speakers? No, so usually what I'll do is I'll just um use my phone's recorder quickly you know if I have a riff in my head you know I'll quickly uh-huh. grab my guitar plug it in record it and send it to the guys and usually what happens is they either play it from their phone or they put, you know, earphones in. At least that's what I do when I get a rip sent to me. Immediately oh. the earphones go in and I just, you know, give it a listen and then let the other guys know how I feel about, you know, said riff and stuff. I don't like to let the, you know, laptop speakers or the phone speakers, yeah, because you know, on it. I, I don't leave it on its own because it's just never going to sound as good as, you know, when you have earphones in. Yeah, really that's right. Because that's, that's the funny thing because I see like sometimes bands do play through or they do covers through and they post it on like instagram or um yeah. facebook and a lot of people are assessing 
these social media sites by their phones. Till today, you can't really get a phone that has really good. Cause um okay um I correct me if I'm wrong. You know, to listen to the bassier parts, you require a bigger magnet for your speakers. So you need yeah. a larger speakers, and then the phone doesn't quite emit out the bass notes. You see, sometimes mm-hmm. it's barely audible when you go to really really down tune and the the more lower notes, lower frequency yes. notes. Yeah. So you almost barely can't hear it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the thing. Like, I've heard that like producers these days always produce uh, their like songs to. Uh, songs to like you know cater to like phone speakers or laptop speakers you know but like it's just never going to sound as good as when you have like you know a good pair of earphones as well like that that's what that's, that's something that matters as well right getting a good pair of earphones yeah you know, to like really you know pick out the details and stuff but yeah i mean when you just listen to like listen to it on a on a you know normal sort of phone speaker it just it sounds like a mess most of the time you know especially mm-hmm. when we you know because you know we play metal and yeah. you're playing with Stuff that's distorted. That's right. You know, it just sounds like it just sounds like white noise <laughs> oh, all the time. Gosh. So, <laughs> what are your yeah. headphones or uh, so I, your go-to? I use uh, Shure SE two one fives. They're the cheapest uh, Shure uh, in the Shure sort of line, and I, I think they're great. I'm sure you know you, they get better as you know you go on, but we you know they're, we don't sit on unlimited amounts of cash so we right, right, right. you know something that's affordable and yeah, the, after all you're a student sure, right <laughs> sorry after all you're a student that's the most you can go for for the time being i suppose yeah yeah and uh, mm-hmm. it's lasted me quite long i've been using this for about 3 years now and you know they're oh. great like sort of block out all the extra you know noise external noise and and right. they're quite clear as well so i i love them and oh. so i i use them exclusively Sweet, sweet. Okay. What do you use, dude? I am. Uh, I can't remember the brand right now because it's it's a Chinese brand. I'm using okay. IEMs in ear monitors. Right, right. Yeah, same. Yes. I'm. I'm the Shure's. Ah, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Those. So it's yeah. the over-the-year kind. Mm-hmm. I have two. One I use it more for my laptop. The other one I use it more for when I'm jogging or like just now when I went and did groceries. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, um, I'm doing, uh, back to your question, I'm doing okay. I think, you know, like, I get edgy a little bit, I, you know, because you don't get to, like, interact with people face-to-face. Yeah. So, that's the only part I would want to complain, but really, I'm doing pretty okay. I've been eating alright, even, even sometimes, like, like say, most of the weekdays, uh, lunch and breakfast, I have to prepare myself, so fed up about uh, with my own cooking, so... <laughs> That's that I am sleeping pretty okay. It's getting, it's been pretty nocturnal since the whole MCO. And uh, I'm also getting sufficient exercise. So my friend Ming, who also went with me to your show, to essentially Josh's show, but you guys opened for them. Uh uh, He actually gave me a challenge. So it's a one week challenge. If I can do is, which then the exercise focus on the inner ties. So, um... (laughs) I did it, and yesterday was the last day. So, what is the incentive? Is he's going to buy me food and lunch, <laughs> uh, food uh, and beer? Sorry. Yep. After after the MCO or? Yeah, of course, of course. After the yeah, MCO, because nice, we, nice, we nice, can't nice. meet each other anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I don't mm. usually exercise, man. I, I I just sort of sit around and you know. <laughs> it's yeah. Not, it's not healthy at all, but you know, I it's just it's just, my, it's just my lifestyle, I guess. I'm not a very physical person. I don't like to run around and stuff. I like to sit around and read or play guitar or you know, right, right. watch a film or something. But, you know, I, that's what I do. I, 
I think it might not be essential to you lah, cause you're already doing your finger exercises. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, I guess yeah. So hopefully all the calories get burnt away from. <laughs> <laughs> I I know some people do exercise like Chris Adler. He does a lot of uh, bicycle workout to get his legs really good. So, yeah, drummers need that. You know? Yep, yep. Some people yeah. they do take the effort, and certain vocalists also take the effort out so that they can. Yeah, you know, get better stamina when they sing, hold the notes a little longer. Yep. Yeah. So, what do you think mm-hmm. about Lamb of God, uh, Chris Adler leaving the band? Man, like, look, I think Chris Adler is a great drummer, right? Like, mm-hmm. he played on the recent Megadeth album. Well, not recent, it came out like four years ago. Right, right. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And he, he played great, but I was actually really surprised because I always thought Lamb of God was like his band, you know? But, you know, like, since he left, I don't remember when it was, it's been like a couple of years now. We haven't really heard much from him unless he's been doing stuff and I just haven't, you know, what, what's been going on. But yeah, it's a shame, man, because Chris Adler's, he, he really brought something to Lamb of God, right? Like mm-hmm. he's got his own sound. And I still think Ashes of the Wake has one of the best drum sounds like ever. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's interesting to see how uh, they will continue without Chris Adler. Because I always thought that, you know, you know, like Chris Adler was the, the main backbone for Lamb of God. Yeah. Interestingly enough, you know, they just put out a new song. So yeah, what do you think of it? I liked it. I liked it. It was weird yeah. because I I thought it wasn't Randy Bly. He sounded really different on the song. Yeah. But the the drums sound great. So mm-hmm. I don't know it'd be interesting to see when the whole album comes out. They yeah. actually managed to you know keep it together without Chris Adler. Which yeah, is and because their, yeah. I guess made, there was a, one of their highlights was Chris Adler. So. Uh huh. Because of the MCO, they are. Album is pushed back to June actually. Their release. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of shows suggest. Probably waiting to go on tour, so you know they don't want to release the album too early. Use the momentum. How about Black Dahlia Murder's album? Yeah, dude. I'm a huge fan of this band. Uh, <laughs> you know, I loved everything they've done since Nocturnal. Their mm-hmm. last album, Nightbringers, was one of my favorite albums from them. So I didn't know what to expect from this new one, because uh, yeah, like. You know, when they when you, you know, when a band reach reaches such a high, you always wonder, mm-hmm. will they ever be able to top that? But um, this new album, I, I I liked it. I think it was something different from the Black Dahlia Murder. I love how they managed to take their sound to like a new level, but still managed to keep it like quinti, mm-hmm. quintessentially like Black Dahlia Murder. You know, the riffs are great, and there's some stuff that they they try on this album that I've never heard from them before. But you know, it works. Uh, they somehow make it work, and I think. It's all down to their guitar player, man. Brendan Ellis is an insane monster on the guitar. That's right, He's one of the man. best vibratos I've ever heard. And his solos on this thing is just is superb. So yeah, it's a good album. And I think definitely one of the... It'll be on the you know album of the year list at the end of the year. So definitely, yeah, it's a good one from them. I don't know if it's as good as their previous one, Nightbringers, because I, I really love that album. But this is still a good, good outing from them. So. Let's say a... Someone really listen to Master of Puppets. Would you yeah. want to recommend them something else, maybe from a different band or the or from Metallica themselves, but another album? What would you recommend? I think, of course, like <laughs> targeting to listen to like other Metallica stuff because the stuff is the first what first four four albums are classics, right? Mm-hmm. But I'd obviously direct them to the other you know the big four, right? So mm-hmm. the other of the big four, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer. That's right. You know, because you're getting, you know, high high quality trash. But I think after a while, you start to realize that the older bands, 
especially especially the stuff that they're releasing recently uh-huh. haven't been as up to par as their like classics, right? So, Testament are a great band, but their new record it was a good album, but you know it wasn't as good as their older stuff. So, if you ask me in terms of newer bands, mm-hmm. I definitely recommend an album that came out just uh, last week actually. Oh. Uh, um, it's called uh, it's by. Mm-hmm. And the album is called uh, Weapons of Tomorrow. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's a great album. Like, I've been listening to it nonstop the entire weekend. So, uh, and Warbringer themselves are a great band. So, Weapons of Tomorrow definitely by Warbringer. The other uh-huh. band I recommend is uh, Silosis. Yeah. Who are they're great. I, I I know you're familiar with them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I got excited. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I I think more people should get excited when they hear Silosis because this stuff is seriously good, dude. Yeah. Uh, Cycle of Suffering, their latest album, which uh-huh. was their first album in like five years or however long they've been on hiatus. So mm-hmm. I've been you know waiting eagerly for this album to come out for years, and finally they, it came out and it's great. They did not disappoint. So yeah, definitely. Silosis, uh, Cycle of Suffering, and Warbringer, Weapons of Tomorrow, uh, both high-quality crash albums. Yeah, what about you? What would you recommend to other uh, people who just listened to um, um, if, uh, Master of Puppets? If they already got into Master of Puppets, either recommend them write, write, write Lightning, or I could either recommend them stuff that I'm a little bit more familiar, you know, just to get them uh, up to date with the more modern tracks, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. perhaps one of the Lamb of God's album, maybe Ashes of Wake. Yeah, I'll go for with that first because they, if, if someone is really new to Metallica and then they only listen to Master of Puppets, I don't want to flood them with too much metal because I tried that before and then like people just... Oh, no, 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 it's not like the stuff I heard on Master of Puppets and then the only way I could go about it, if they like the album, then I could introduce them to more Metallica stuff. Maybe they are more familiar with their vocals. So in that case, I wouldn't want to introduce them to the growl kind of stuff like yeah, Lamb of yeah, God. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I would do. Lah. These days, I wouldn't recommend anyone stuff anymore because at this age, if you don't find something that you really love then i could only tell you what i like and if you want to check it out that's entirely up to you mm-hmm. yeah because uh yeah, yeah. yeah not everyone appreciates metal yeah, that's yeah. True. <laughs> so okay <laughs> uh we're coming to a wrap now so arish thanks so much for taking out your time to talk to me mm-hmm. and no it definitely will be yeah. yeah we could always talk about other bands and other albums too so yeah, yeah sure uh, been great talking to you. It will definitely won't be our last time. You're listening to Mulut Tak Lesson Podcast. Drop us a comment or email us directly to mulutpod at gmail.com which is spelled M-U-L-U-T-P-O-D at gmail.com and do check out Prodigium. Yeah, dude. I'll uh, drop the link. You can find us mm-hmm. yep. on Instagram uh-huh. at, at Prodigium Official, at Prodigium underscore official. Mm-hmm. And uh, our, we have a YouTube channel as well. You'll find all the links in our bio in our on our Instagram. So I'll keep our plug short because, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be like super like, oh, check out my band, dude. Like, <laughs> it's so obnoxious. But, you know, yeah, do check us out if, uh, you know, you like metal, I guess. And, uh, if you yep. don't like it, that's your thing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Go uh, listen to some hipster music. <laughs> yeah, go put on some hipster music, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our, our music's really proggy and, you know, yeah, weird. Yeah. So I hope you like it if you do check us out.
right, cool. So have a great <laughs> week. Have a great week ahead. Stay safe, stay home, and stay sane. Bye bye. See ya. That was good.